This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Tuesday, June 14th, and through the magic of technology, Mark, I am actually in Las Vegas, and you know how successful my trip was last year to Las Vegas when I was working with the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. You remember how much fun that was, right? Yes, this one certainly cannot be as bad as that. It will not be, and it'll be fantastic, and I'm looking forward to it, and I love my CPAs. So uh, Mark and I are actually recording this in advance so that no matter what, when we're on vacation, we do like to make sure that we deliver daily little shots of advice. If you would like some financial advice, all you need to do is go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com and you can click the contact us button. And when you do that, a form will pop up and you can fill it out. And at the end, it says, would you be willing to come on the air with us? And if you say yes, Mark does everything else. And that is what Jeff did. Jeff is on the line from Pennsylvania. Hello, Jeff. What can we do for you today? Hey, Jill. Um, well, so I was reaching out because, uh, first off, um, big fan of you and Mark. Thank you guys for your wonderful podcasts now. Uh, I love listening to all the advice and you have helped me out in the past. So I really appreciate it. I am contacting you today because I had a few different questions, but all, the main point was my wife and I are in a position where I think we can afford to invest a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. either just into a general investment or into our retirement. And so I wanted to get your advice about what might be the best um, option for us. Great. How old are you, Jeff? 40. And how old is your wife? The same. And you both work? Um, yes, sort of. Uh, my wife is the one who earns the money. I am a stay-at-home dad now. How old are the kids? Three, just turned three on Friday and uh, f- about to turn five months uh, oh. for two uh, twins. Wait a minute. Say that again. <laughs> are you saying you have a three-year-old and twin five-month-olds? Yes. Mark, are you okay? Did you just faint? He sounds very calm. He does. Yeah, um, it was a, uh, uh, we were, you know, ex- hoping to expand our family to have two. And then we found out we were getting a pair at the same time. So it was a little bit of a, things had to change a little. Okay, wait, here's my big question for you. Fraternal or identical? Fraternal, boy, girl, mixed set. Oh my God. You know, listen, my girlfriend is an identical twin. So do you know, she does not actually recognize fraternal twins as twins. <laughs> she yeah. basically says those are siblings born at the same time. Fair enough. Fair okay, enough. I just want to tell you, there's a little snobbery in the uh, whole twin world, I guess. There um, is, there is. It's a lot. It's a lot. So um, take a deep breath and now tell us how much does your wife earn? 
Um, she earns roughly 214000 a year. Roughly. <laughs> exactly 214000 Is she contributing to her retirement account? Yes, yes. Um, we contribute both through the university's retirement system, mm-hmm. where 5% of her salary goes into that, and then they put in 9.29%. And then there's a supplemental retirement that we started back in 2018, the last time you guys gave us some advice, and we do the full, you know, federal amount that you can contribute to that. So that's 20,500. And is it a 403B or a 457 plan? They are both 403Bs. Okay. Now, because your wife works for a university, is there, I mean, I know that she may not stay there forever, but is there some education component with your kids that they help with? Yes. Yeah. Um, I forget what it is, but it's, it's either 75% of tuition or, uh, it might even be a hundred percent um once you've been here for a num- number of years and stuff. So fortunately, that's a while from now. but if yeah, if the kids hit full age, the university here is great. It's got you know programs and everything. So if they were to choose to stay here, it would really save us a ton of money. They will not be choosing. you will be choosing <laughs> for them. Um, okay, I mean, because that's huge that's a huge benefit. I yeah, mean, it is. it is worth so much money that it's hard for me to imagine that you would not stick it out for that, but okay. Yeah. Um, how about a house? How much is your home worth? feels like just, it's almost been two years now. We bought a home right before the pandemic. We had mm-hmm. an offer accepted. Right now, if you looked on Zillow, it says it's worth about $470,000. And how much of a mortgage is outstanding on that? Um, most of it um, is we still owe about 370, 375. It's a 30 year fixed. It's at 299. Wow, that's good. Tell us a little bit about the amount of money that you have saved already in these two retirement accounts that your wife has. Um, so there's about five hundred and fifteen thousand altogether. It's almost all in my wife's. There's a little bit in mine because before we had our first child, I was working also at the university, but earning a lot less. But um, we started off when we first moved here. We just went with the life cycle plan. Yep. Uh, we've got a combined about 310 in a life cycle 2045. Oh, and I'm sure you know this, but these are all through TIA, CREF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then when we talked with you guys in 2018 and opened the supplemental, we went ahead and switched and stopped contributing to life cycles and started putting them into um, individual different funds and stuff. And Good. that has about 205000 in it. Fantastic. Okay. How about money in cash? I mean, with three kids under the age of three, there's got to be a little cash cushion for you. Yes, although not as high as I want, in part because we use a bunch of it for the move and everything. Mm-hmm. We, right now, we've got about eighteen grand in emergency fund. And you said she's tenured, right? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say part of that I feel comfortable because she's a professor and she's tenured. It's um, you know, a little bit higher job security. Any other money that's outstanding that we should know about? Uh, yeah, I guess so. A little bit. Um, we. Soon as we had our first daughter, we started a 529 plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with the twins. Uh, we just automatically put $300 a month into each of those. Anytime any family or anyone sends, you know, a check for a birthday or whatever, it goes in there. So we've got about 18 grand in those right now. Um, almost all in the three-year-olds, but like about a grand or grand and a half in both of the twins. And I have um, 12000 in an IRA, but it's not invested. What? Yeah, I, I was silly and I learned that last year doing the taxes, I discovered I was eligible for an IRA, which I hadn't mm-hmm. used I hadn't been previously because of our income, but because I was a stay-at-home dad and didn't have a retirement plan, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the income threshold goes up higher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, 
we owed taxes that year. And I was like, I'd really like to save this uh, almost $1,500 on my tax bill. So I went ahead and threw six grand in an IRA. But then I thought, I wonder if Jill and Mark would say I should do a Roth instead. Yes. Boy, I better not invest that until I hear from them in case it makes it more difficult to change over. Wait a second. Is there any IRA money right now? Because you said you have an old retirement account, right? Yeah. And that is also a 403B. Is it still in a 403B or did you roll it over? Uh, I have not touched it since I left the university. Oh, Mark, do you want to jump in and just talk a little bit about what how the IRA can be handled now? Where is it held? Uh, it's also TIA, craft. So you'd want to open up a, a Roth IRA as well, and then you would roll the traditional into the Roth. And it shouldn't be a big deal because you know it hasn't been invested, so there's not like there's any growth in there. But you'd have to pay. Uh, did you take was was this a deductible IRA? Yes, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I was I was lured in by the tax deduction. Not going to be a huge tax bill, so I would just go ahead and and roll that into a Roth, and then going forward, you can just make that contribution into a Roth each year. But yes, he, he has to pay. What does he have to pay on that on the conversion? Basically, he's probably going to have to pay back kind of the deduction that he took yeah. when, he, when he made the initial contribution. All right, so you're going to, but let, but let TIAA help you with that. They're going to say, "Hey, do you have another retirement account?" You're going to say, "Yes, I have it right here with you," and it's a it's still a four hundred three b, and there's not an, another IRA account like all of that, right? Mark, what about the idea of putting money into these 529 plans? I'm not like so keen on this right now. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> if, it's, if it's me, those kids are going to that school. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why that would be any. I, I really, truly believe that you could do almost nothing and in your decision making. And as long as you chose that one thing, then that would be the smartest decision you could ever make. You're right. That does it. It does make so much sense financially. I do feel. I well, thankfully we haven't had to put a ton of thought into this yet since there's so little. I feel a little bit bad, like insisting that a kid go to the Why? in the hometown that they grew up in. Because Tough luck. Too I think bad. Going to college is like when you start to learn how to be an adult and like. First of all, can I just put something like out there? Can I put something out there? It's this is reminds me of my friend of mine. So I went to Brown, and a friend of mine grew up in Providence, and you know what, Brown takes certain amount of kids from Rhode Island and specifically Providence. At the time, this woman's father was a professor at Brown. And if you went to Brown as a professor, you got to go for free. Okay. And you could also go anywhere else in the Ivy League for free. However, the only school she got into in the Ivy League was Brown. She's like, I don't know if I want to go so close to home. And they laid out some serious ground rules and her parents said, you got to do this because we cannot afford to do anything more. We had three other kids. So there were the four kids in this family. And they said, we, if you do this, then you have a shot at going and doing grad school somewhere else. But if you don't do this, we can't afford grad school. Let me just say that. We are clear. We cannot do this. I know that it, it's a drag. I get it. But it's a great institution. And it's a huge place. You're not going to just drop by and be like, nah, you know what? I just thought I'd drop by your dorm room. You know, in many cases, by the way, there's plenty of people who commute to school and they live home during college to save money. And maybe this is a way that you say, look, you can live on campus. We're not going to like, you know, it's a big place. So I know you're going to feel bad, but this is too much money. This essentially is like, honestly, for three kids, it's probably in future dollars. Let's say in today's dollars, we're talking about one, two, probably like 350 grand in today's dollars. 
at least. Yeah. No, I, I mean, part of my thinking with the five note 29 plans was that it's just good to have and that we weren't, we're not funding them um, in an extreme amount, yeah. but enough that by the time they're 18, each kid would have a decent chunk of money. I guess by that point, it'd probably be like one semester or maybe two semesters of college, but uh, that we would have an option there in case it was needed. And then good scenario, they don't need it. And we, you know, I don't know, we have to pay a bit of a penalty, but it didn't seem like it was a or you pay, or, or Or you think you figure in general that of the three, one will need money for grad school. And that's that. Exactly. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What about wills with your three children under the age of three? Do you have wills and estate planning and guardianship done? Yes, yes, we do. In part because you talk about it often and also in part because as soon as we knew we were having our first, my wife was like, we got to get this done. So yeah, we've got the, Great. the three big ones, the will, the power of attorney and the- um, Healthcare. Healthcare, Perfect. Yep. What about life insurance? Yeah, that was actually one of my questions. So right now- we just have coverage through my wife's work, and I wanted to find out if you think we have enough and if it's, it seems like it's a reasonable cost and stuff. Okay. How much do you have on each of you? So we just added insurance for me. We didn't used to have any for me when I was not working, but uh, they allow you to open up to 250000 of coverage for a spouse. So I got that for me, uh, and that costs um, about 132 a year. I mean, you need more than that, I got to tell you. You think so? Okay. Yeah. You, all right. I just want to, not to be too blunt, but you're 40 years old. If you drop dead tomorrow, your wife is screwed because she is working full time and there is no little Mary Poppins floating down on it with an umbrella taking care of your kids for free, right? True. Okay. It is more than that amount of money. Mark, how much money do you have um, on your life? Because you, Mark is the primary caretaker, though, not a full-time stay-at-home dad. But how much do you have on your life, Mark? I think it's 1.5. 1.5, dude. Okay. I don't think you need that much because Mark it happens to be with a woman who has a very fine lifestyle. <laughs> and she and wants, plus, we live in New York, in New York and, City. And you live expensive. Exactly. But I'm guessing that at the very least, Jeff, you need a million dollars of coverage and you're young and you're healthy. So I would just get a million dollars of private insurance, go to Policy Genius or any other online site. And if you want, you can go to lifehappens.org. You can run your calculations. There's a life insurance needs calculator. We have this basically on our resource section at Jill on Money. You can play with some of the numbers, but there's no reason to not have it. You need you just need this in place for 20 years. You will not need it at the end of this term, but just get it because you'll be happy you have had it. And your wife, how much does she have? 
Um, so you automatically get 50,000 of coverage for no cost through the university. And then we pay for a um, additional seven times for base salary coverage. Right mm -hmm. now, when I looked um, a month or two ago, that is calculated at 1.35 million. Okay, that, um, seems that costs uh, like 50, about $54 a month or about $650 a year. That's so cheap. I might jam her up a little bit. Mark, what do you think? I'm thinking she needs two. Since she's the primary wage earner, probably, yeah. Yeah, I would just, yeah. I mean, look, look, you can run the numbers, but I'm guessing you're going to, she needs a little bit more like $2 million. And compare the costs. If you can buy coverage through the employer and it's cheaper than what you could get privately, then do it for both of you. You know, just run these numbers. But you have a lot at risk. She is the primary wage earner. And it doesn't mean that you wouldn't go back to work. I presume that you would. It's just that same scenario, which is you may not make as much money. You need time. If something bad happened to her, we would want to make sure that your kids are protected, that you're protected, and that you have a little leeway. You also, that you know, you can you can breathe in the this terrible time that would we, God forbid, we hope never happens. But that's what I want to point out, that yes, you're underinsured. All right, what else? What else we got for you? Uh, well, so my main, uh, sort of the main reason I was reaching out is that I think we can afford a little, put a little bit more money away. Um, so I was trying to think of what the options were. In researching our retirement plans, I discovered that the supplemental one that we opened yeah. Um, we've been doing that pre-tax, but it was totally, we're allowed to do any percentage we want as Roth. Do it all Roth. All Roth. A hundred percent Roth. Mark, are you on board? Yes, I know. Forget it. Don't yeah. even answer that. A hundred percent Roth. Do the supplemental is a hundred percent Roth. Cool. I thought that was, that's what you guys would say. And that, you know, I was doing the math and I think that'll cost us about an extra six to seven grand based on our tax bracket. But we can, that's about, you know, somewhere in the range of what we can afford extra each year. Perfect. What I, what I was going to mention too earlier, you mentioned that you still have a life cycle fund. I don't think you probably need that anymore. Yeah, I was thinking to, I was going to get to that when we were doing allocation. And I think that you should be just using TIAA CREF and use those funds and you don't need to be in the life cycle fund. You sort of graduated from that. Um, which funds are you using within CREF? We're putting 30% into the TIA traditional annuity, 10% into the International Equity Index Fund, 10% to the Vanguard Emerging Markets Fund, 40% uh, to the Vanguard Institutional Index Fund, and 10% to the Vanguard Extended Market Index Fund. All right, Mark, mm -hmm. do you want to do this? Let, let, why don't let, let Mark fix your um, <laughs> allocation right now. I would get rid of the emerging markets and then the institutional and the extended, it's kind of overlapping each other. So I, I would just pick the institutional and put, you know, if you want to make that 50%, 60%, that's fine. But and lose the lose the emerging markets. I think you do 60. Yeah, I agree. I think you can do 60%, but 20%, you know, 10 or 20% in the international and TIAA is great for your fixed. And then you're set and then you can just manage that. And also change your life cycle fund into that allocation and carry on. You're in great shape. Jeff, thank you for participating. It has been a great blast to have you. If you would like to help yourselves and your family and kind of give us a, a rundown of what's going on, go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. We'll get your note. And while you're there, you can check out all the great stuff. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you can check out our other broadcast, which is called Jill on Money. We drop our episodes here 
every Tuesday and Thursday. And Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by CBS. Try to lift someone up today and keep this mantra in your mind. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.